If you turn to Matthew 25, verses, uh, we're just going to read uh, 13 verses, the parable of the ten virgins. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamp and went out to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were foolish and five were prudent. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil in the flasks along with their lamps. Now while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight there was a shout, Behold the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins rose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, saying, No, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in uh, with him to the wedding feast, and the door was shut. And later, the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered and said, Truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Be on the alert then, for you do not know the day nor the hour. You may be seated. There was a lot of speculation on what I would teach on today, and uh, I decided uh, for some reason to, to, to teach on a parable, and this is this parable is only in Matthew, okay? And uh, as, uh, as Tim Nagel knows that, you know, I'm kind of a fan of the parables. And, uh, and uh, Chuck Smith warned one time, I was listening to him on the radio, and he said, uh, you know, it's probably not a good idea to preach on the parables until you've been a pastor for about 30 years. And I'm just slightly short of that. <laughs> and, and so it's, it could very well be that, that I'll be grouped with the foolish, okay? Uh, and, uh, and, and let me tell you, as I've gone through this passage and I've tried to prepare, um, I, have, I have asked myself that question a number of times. And, uh, but isn't it also interesting that we teach the parables they're, they're a very popular subject with our children in the children's ministry. Isn't that so? Just shake your head. Okay. And as a matter of fact, um, on short notice, uh, Brian Zuniga taught to the, to the uh, uh, Awana group um, the, the parable of the two guys. Okay. And I don't know if you know where that parable is, but it's, that, it's a new name for it now. And so you can search the scriptures... Uh, for the parable of the two guys, and, and I will know it by no other name but that uh, going forward. Um, but, but today we're going to talk about the parable of the ten virgins, and, and um, I, don't, I get excited about this. I, I, I look at this, and I've kept myself occupied, I want you to know, with the parable of the four soils. 
for about eight years. I'm serious. That's, and it could be that I'm just simple. Uh, but, but as we get into this, uh, one of the first questions that's going to be asked is this. Well, who is Jesus talking to in this parable? Does it, and maybe you're looking for a loophole. I just want to start out right at the front end. If you're looking for a loophole, like W.C. Field said, remember the famous quote? W.C. Field, he, they, he was a, an atheist through and through forever and ever, right? He was dying. He was on his deathbed and one of his friends came into him and he's reading through the Bible, and, and his friend said, what are you doing? He said, looking for loopholes. <laughs> okay. So if you're looking for a loophole and you're not sure that maybe this applies to you, be on the alert. That's, that's what it says. And in fact, some people, and, and, and Jesus was speaking, he was speaking to his disciples at this time. And this is the, it's called the Olivet Discourse, and it starts in chapter 24, and it goes on through to the end of chapter 25, and so you need to, to read this in its entirety and take it in context. Some people want to believe that this is only talking to the people who are on the earth at the end of the age when Jesus comes and sets foot back on the earth for judgment. I'm not sure I'm buying that, because if so, then where's the church? Okay, and I'm going to refer you to, it says, you will not know the time. It will be unexpected. Back in chapter 24, verses 36, you might want to just flip there, verses 36, verses 42, 44, 50, and then again in 25, 13. Only about five times, five times in a very short period of time, does Jesus kind of remind us that we won't know the time. But we do know the time when he's coming back. We know if we've studied Daniel, and uh, in Daniel 12, 11, it says that when the Antichrist sets himself up in the temple, calls himself God, Ceases the daily worship, okay, 1,200 and, see if I can find it here, 1,290 days after that, the Lord's coming back. So we know that. So it must be that maybe this is about when the Lord comes back to gather his church. And we don't know when that's going to be, and there is no time. There's no event that precedes that. B, on the alert. It could happen at any time. So, the question is, when is then? I'm going to deal with the first word. When is then? And, and, and you could give a whole number of sermons on that. But I would like you to be on the alert. And I, I propose that it does speak to the church. Now, Let's define some of the characters here, and I need to move through this kind of quickly, or I'm going to run over, and we have a second service, and I'm going to try to stay on time. And what we've got is we've got the kingdom of heaven. I think that's self-explanatory. That's where we want to go. That's where we want to be. That should be our destination if we're, if we're believers and we're looking forward to the Lord coming, right? And then we've got the bridegroom, and the bridegroom is the Lord, and he's coming. And he says he's coming, and 
Then we've got the ten virgins. Now, we spent a lot of this, this parable talking about the ten virgins. And who might, who might the ten virgins be? Hmm. You know, it's, isn't, isn't it the ten virgins? Aren't those people who are expecting and looking forward to expectantly the coming of the Lord? Right? Wouldn't we fall into that group? Us here? And more importantly, as I, as I looked at this, I thought, I need to pay very close attention to this because the, the ten virgins, they were in the wedding party. Now, I noticed at Daniel's wedding, I noticed that the wedding party and the people who were in the wedding were dressed a little different. The pastors all had suits and ties on. They did. And, and the bridesmaids were all dressed up. And the groom and the... Uh, and Ed, you have, you, am I okay? Okay. <laughs> um, they were all dressed. They were, we could distinguish them. So for sure the people in the wedding party are going to the wedding. Am I, am I right? They're going. Well, that's not what it says here. So even... Those, who are, those of us who are dressed up, maybe those of us who are even elders. We think we're all dressed up and we're ready to grow. Go, maybe we're not even going. That's a little scary. No? Okay. Um, the other thing, they all had lamps. And they had lamps to, to um, show that they were not only part of the wedding party, but the lamp also signifies okay, that, that they are to show their light and to cast light on the way to meet the bridegroom. Now, the lamps were a little different. You know, I was thinking that it was a lamp that you carried, but in that time, it was probably a torch. And it was a torch that was wrapped with some, some sort of cloth, okay? And then there was the oil. And we're going to get to the oil in a little bit. But can you see, as we look at this passage, that, and I'm going to come down, I'm going to move to verse 2. Now, five of them were foolish, and five were prudent. For the foolish, for when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. Hmm. So it, it seems to be that when we, we, we compare, and he does this again in back further on in the chapter, or in the verse, but he, the Lord sets the foolish and the prudent side by side so you can get a good look at them. And you know, from the outside, you can't tell the difference from just looking. They look kind of the same. But, but there was one difference. There was one difference. That was that, that oil. And... Um, Interesting here in this passage. It, it, I think the Lord's being kind of kind as he gives us this uh, comparison. He doesn't call the foolish evil. He just calls them the foolish. I think he's being kind. And did you notice that there are five and five? Does that, does that catch your attention? 
just for a second? That, that, that's the, I think that's part of the scary part. There's five and five. Hold it. I thought all of us who were dressed up and came to church, I thought we were all going. He says, no. No, no, no. Five and five. Fully half. And one commentator that I read said, said this. He said, you know, I think the Lord was even being gentle with his disciples as he talked. That it might not even, he might even be generous with the five and five. Thinking, wow, who gets in? For, for example, and just so that I don't disappoint Tim, okay, um, I'm going to just run just, just for a minute because it wouldn't be a sermon without the parable of the four soils. And, uh, and I'm just going to go there, but, but check this out. With the four soils, what happened? Well, what happened was we've got the wicked. Well, that's easy. They don't even want to go to the wedding. They're not even here, right? They know they're not going. And they're hoping there's no hell. Okay? That's, I mean, that's the program. Okay, but then we've got the other three soils. And you know, when I was a new believer, this is what I thought. I, I knew that the hard soil they weren't getting in, and I knew that the, the soil that produced 30, 60, and 100 fold, I knew they were in. Right? Now, early on, you know what I desperately wanted to believe? I wanted to believe that the rocky soil and the soil where the, where the, the, the weeds were and, the, and the, it sprouted up, that they got in too. And fully three quarters got in. The problem is, is that that is not consistent. It's not consistent with Scripture. You know, where does it say that, you know, and you can find this, maybe Matthew will find it and pop it up on the screen. I don't know, we talked about him improvising. Um, but uh, in Matthew, I think uh, there, there's, a, there's a passage. It, it, here it is, Matthew seven thirteen. You know, about the, the, the narrow gate. You know, narrow is the way. And there are few that find it, but, but broad is the path of destruction. There are many on it. Well, if I'd have just known that verse, I would know that fully three quarters aren't getting in. Hmm. Five and five. So really, the parable of the four soils, only a third, because... One, one quarter knows they're not getting in, but of the rest, of the remainder, only a third of those are getting in. We're narrowing it down even more, aren't we? It's not even five and five. I think it could be, could be worse than that. And maybe you'd, you'd go and check out James 2.19. And just look at, you know, it's a verse that you ought to become familiar with. Okay, and it talks about that even the demons know his name and they tremble. So it's just not knowing the address of the Lord that's going to get you into heaven. There's, there's got to be something else. There's got to be something else. And I'm going to come back to the oil 
But, but I want you to think about what could the oil be as we go forward. What is the oil? Now, verse 5. The bridegroom delayed. Well, maybe the Lord was trying to give a hint to the disciples here. Maybe he was trying to hint to them that, you know, I'm not coming back right away. This could be a while. Interesting. I, I would go with that. And then it says, uh, and then they all got drowsy and began to sleep. Now, now some people want to, they need to assign some spiritual significance to the drowsiness and to the falling asleep. Um, I, I'm trying, I can't get there. I, I think, you know, just like in, in the time of Noah, when, when, when people were giving in marriage and having, you know, and, and having children and going on as life, and then the flood came, people also slept and they got up and they went to work. And when we get down later in this, in this verse and we find out that they get up and they, they all trim their lamps, there is no remorse about falling asleep. Okay? Um, but they all began to sleep. But verse 6, but at midnight... There was a shout. Behold, the bridegroom. Now, I, I just want kind of maybe give you something to, to hang your hat on this. And this feeling. Maybe just get a little bit of the feeling. Do you, do you remember when you were in school? And the teacher, the instructor, the professor said, take out a piece of paper. Were, were those the most frightening words? I remember I had a class I used to teach way back when, and, and uh, I went to class one day, and this was a group of seniors, and, and uh, I asked them about the reading that we had done the night before, and, and there, of course, they all stared at me, kind of like you are. No, they didn't have smiles on their face. Um, they were just staring like seniors, okay, this blank look, and I asked a few questions, and I said, would you understand that, and, they, and do you understand that? And no response, I said, you know, I love a class like you guys. I mean, I give an assignment, you read it. You not only read it, you understand it. Makes my job so much easier. Take out a piece of paper. <laughs> well, oh, oh, all of a sudden, the hands went up. Well, what about, I said, oh, no, 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 don't. I said, don't try to humor me. I know you know it. I said, we're just going to have a quiz. We're just going to have a quiz right now. It won't be the biggest part of your grade, but it'll be a significant part of your grade. And then I followed with the fact that the, these, these questions are, are not difficult. It's the answers that are hard. Okay. But... but do you remember the fear? Hey, now one, one, other, one other story. I, I, I was in a, my, my senior year in college, Professor Powell at Long Beach State, History of American Economics, okay? Has nothing to do with, with the oil, okay? Um, he warned us. It has a lot to do with warning. There's some warning in here. Am I right in this passage? Is there some warning? It had a lot to do with warning. And you know what he did? He said, Here's the program. 
We're going to have a, a, a few quizzes, a number of quizzes, a midterm and a final. That's what your grade is going to be based on. I said, that's cool. You know, and he says, here are your textbooks, and I'm going to give you a signed reading, right? You have your signed reading, and when you show up to class, we'll just do our thing. I said, that's the way it should be. And so I got my books, and I, would, I went to class. Doggone, on the second day, he said, take out a piece of paper. <laughs> a second day, that, come on. Okay, well, but... So I, then I thought, you know, this guy is serious about these quiz things. Well, so then I, I decided, you know, every so often I'm going to read this stuff. I'm not, not every day because I'm, you know, like people who try to time the market with stocks. I was timing the market. And for sure, he's not giving a quiz on Thursday when he just gave one on Tuesday. It was a Tuesday, Thursday class. So I came less than prepared, as you might expect, on Thursday. He said, take out a piece of paper. I can't, how could that be? I was, I'm unprepared. He warned me I was unprepared two times in a row. Well, that wasn't the only two times, but... Okay. I, I just think there's a warning here for all of us. And then, and then it says here, and the virgins arose... And they trim their lamps. Can you believe this? Can you believe this part? They all arose, and the five and the five. Oh, there's the other five, the five who are faking it. They're still going with the program. They still think they're getting in. They're getting up. They get up. There's no apology for falling asleep. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> And, and they trim their lamps. That means that they probably cut off some of the, the extra cloth that was on the top, whatever. They were going through the motions. Um, and then they realized, in verse 8, Then the foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil. Now, if I was in that place, if I was one of the foolish, I would have said, Please, They didn't say please even. They just said, give me some. How bold. How bold. I mean, I think they're, they're still... I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Give us some of your oil. <clears throat> it's kind of harsh. Uh, for our lamps are going out. Interesting, our lamps are going out. Could it be that they, they did get the lamps lit, it looks like. You know, it's not that the lamps didn't light up. They lit. They, they might have burned some of the cloth. Get the, the cloth going. But the cloth goes out. You need the oil in the cloth to keep it going long term because the bridegroom had delayed and, and, and you have to go out to meet. In other words, that light needs to shine for a while. Kind of like those seeds that germinated in the rocky soil and in the soil with the thorns, they germinated. It, it lit for a second, but there was no enduring light. There was no deep roots that were driven down, okay, that could grow up and bear fruit. 
No, there were shallow roots, and when the sun came up, it withered and died. That lamp just fizzled and went out. Hmm. Now now the the parable of the four souls is starting to make more sense to him, and I could go on for another seven, eight years amplifying on that, I think. Um, And and so the, the foolish said, and it says, uh, it says uh, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out, but how kind and how generous the prudent were, the wise. You know, they didn't just say, go away, which is what I would have said, okay? Just go away. For a matter of fact, I did say that. In a similar, not as life-threatening, and I mean I'm speaking of eternal life, Okay, but I did say that when I was younger in school. I, I was a freshman in high school, and there was 58 kids in the English class, all boys. And the guy to behind me, just slightly into my left, we were having an English test. And for once, I had prepared. I was feeling rather good about this. And he didn't know me. And so he said, Pete, give me the answers. Let me see your paper. I was first, I was kind of impressed that he thought I would have the answers. That was kind of a, kind of a, nobody ever asked me for the answers before. Okay? But, but he didn't know me. And it looked like I was prepared, and I kind of was. And I just turned to him and said, go away. It, it wasn't that I was really thoroughly opposed to cheating. Okay? It was that he didn't prepare, and I'd spent all kinds of time preparing. I'm not giving him any of my oil. But I wasn't as not I wasn't a Christian then. But the these Christians say these Christians say, no, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourself. In other words, they explain that this oil can't be shared. And and check it out, people. Those of us who are dressed up, ready to go to the wedding. Those elders, no, and you don't need to be worried about too many of the elders, maybe just one, okay? And I'm checking on him regularly, okay? Um, is that you can't get down to the time when you need the oil, and just because your folks are good Christians, and you know they love the Lord, and you've seen them studying your, their Bible, Right? You can't go to them at that time and say, give me some of your oil. That's like, you know what that's like? That's like Lucille Ball on the Lucy show. Lucy, what does she do? She's forever trying to get on stage, kind of like me. I, I, I tried to get up here. And, and then <clears throat> Lucy gets up and she sneaks on and she dresses up as one of the dancers. So she's there. You know, you've seen, she's done it eight times, right? She dresses up, and she gets there on time, and she sneaks on stage, and the curtain opens up. Ricky doesn't know it, right? There she is, and at first glance, she looks like one of the dancers. And, and I've seen this over and over, and I think, is she, she could pull this off. She might. Pull. And then the music starts, and it's hysterical because... 
there was one ingredient missing. You couldn't tell by looking at her, but there was something missing. And it was years of practice and dedication and building a relationship with the Lord that wasn't there. And all of a sudden, what, what is so tragic is that these five, they get all the way to the end. They're going through the whole thing. They get right to the end. Does it remind you of the wheat and the tares? That parable? Different from the parable of the two guys. Okay? And the Lord says, don't pull them up. Let them grow until when? Do you remember when? Till the harvest. Right till the end, these five are faking it. Hmm. And while they were going out to make their purchase, the bridegroom came. That's a shame. That's a, that's a shame. What bad, what bad timing. Is this, is this a parable about timing? Hmm, I think not. And those who were ready went in uh, with him to the wedding feast, and the door, somebody asked me this week, <clears throat> somebody who has some concern over how this sermon goes, <clears throat> said, uh, where do you see judgment in this? Is, is there judgment? I said, well, uh, the, it says right here that the door was shut. Do you remember the last time the door was shut? Somewhere in Genesis. Who closed the door? Who closed it? Don't you, don't you know? The Lord closed the door to the ark. Hey, if the Lord closes the door, you're not getting in. Hello, you're not getting in. And you can't go buy it someplace else. So it might be a good idea to be prepared before that. Um, And so the door was shut. I I call that judgment. Now, you know, some liberal churches, you know what they teach? They teach. I I know you're not going to believe this. They teach there's no hell. (sighs) Hello. Then why bother with any of this? If there are no consequences, am I right? If there are no consequences, then we should just party. I mean, the, the wicked, the, the, the one on the hard path, the wicked, if they're out partying, I, I have to say, go with it. Do your thing, because it's going to be over. You may as well enjoy whatever you got now. Okay? Now, now Satan's going to take you down anyway, and, and ending up, you know, with a hangover in the morning. I mean, uh, I guess, where is it here? I wrote down my definition of, uh, it'll be a miracle if I can find it, but uh, I wrote down my definition for, for partying now, and uh, it's in 24, chapter 24. Maybe we'll, we can find it. But it says that towards the end of 24, and it says that the wicked servant, what he continued to do was, beat his fellow servants, and eat and drink with the drunkards. That, that's how the Lord translates. You're just hanging out in the world right now. Okay? But I hate to break it to you like this. 
There is a hell. There is a judgment. That's why the otherwise would the Lord be giving a warning? Would he be giving a warning if there were no consequences? No. Hello? Warning. It's hot out there. Can you imagine the door was shut? The door was shut. And and the five with some of the wicked, right? The five are going. They, they look around. Now, I know you didn't bring any oil. Did, did you bring some water? Did anybody bring any water? It's, you know, that whole Luke 16 thing. I thought that was just a story. It is hot out here. I'm getting thirsty. Oh, and, and by the way, it goes on forever. See, the judgment thing would be bad if it was just pain for a short period of time, but it goes on forever, just like we are eternal creatures, just like we go to meet with the Lord, we're there with Him for how long? Forever. This would be an exam, This is and, and this is what I want to point out here. In case there's any confusion, there's only two places. This is a pass-fail kind of a deal. There's only two places. There's heaven or there's hell, right? You're in the wedding feast or you're shut out. Um, you are a wheat or a tear. You are the wicked or the righteous in Psalm 1, right? We got two, two. Not six choices, two. Uh, J. Vernon McGee puts it, I think, very, very well. He said, e- either you, there are saints and there are ain'ts. I think that's a good way to remember that. Okay, And so there is some judgment going on. And later the other virgins also came saying, Lord, Lord, open up for us. But he answered and said, truly I say to you, I do not know you. So today, if you think, if you think that maybe you'd like to be with the Lord, and that would be a good place to be prepared for. And if it's possible, if you're talking to yourself at night, and you think, you know, I wonder if I'm really getting in. I wonder if I'm in or if I'm not in. Do you, do you have those? You, are you asking those questions? Now, first off, if you're asking the question, that's a good start. And, and I'll refer you to, see if I can find this in my notes, but I, I think it's kind of important. Um, here we go. I'd refer you to 2 Corinthians Matthew could probably pop this right up on the screen. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. See how prepared we were? Um, And what it says there is that we should examine ourselves. And And through my preparation, I was examining. But if you are thinking about this, that's a good sign that you got the oil because you're concerned, Right? But if you're not sure, if you're not sure, 
Hmm. Thank you, Matthew. <laughs> that was very helpful. Um, then, then um, how can you check? Well, here's how you can check. Here's how one of the ways you can know if you got the oil. There's one way. There's, there's a number of ways. I always walked around looking for fruit to come out. But one day, it's funny, I said something to Pastor Ed. And I was up here, and there was nobody else around. We were walking through here. And I said, Ed, when is it going to be that I'm going to want to read my Bible? When is that going to happen? I said, right, and I was trying to pull his chain and see if he'd react, okay? I said, you know, I'd rather go to the dentist right now than read my Bible. And I expected him to just go, that's blasphemy. How could you say? He didn't. He was very cool. He says, not to worry, Pete. It will happen. It will happen. And maybe reading your Bible and getting to know the Lord starts out as a discipline and matures to a desire. Now, if that's happened, you can look back and say, you know, I have made an investment in the Lord. I truly love the word, and I love to hear him talk to me. But if that isn't you, and if you're not sure whether you got the oil, now the Bible says you can know, you can know today that you're going to heaven. You can know today. And if you're sitting here, And it's probably, you know, the five and the five. It could very well be that most of the five is in the second service. (laughs) The other five, I meant. Yeah, for sure. Who thinks that they're not in the right five? But if you're not sure, wouldn't it be a good idea to come get some oil? So if you'd like to go to the wedding feast, I'd like you to come up right now. The rest of us are going to put our our heads down and we're going to pray, okay? You know, and the Bible tells us not to be ashamed to name the name of the Lord. And I'll tell you what, if you can't name the name of the Lord in a group like this where we have a bunch of people who believe and, and love the Lord, if this isn't the most conducive place to come get your oil, I don't know where it is. And I'm not asking you to do something that I didn't do. Because I got up in, a, in our group of believers and I came forward and I got my oil. So if you're not sure that you got the oil, come on up and Pastor Mike will be here. Uh, Brother Dan will come up and he will pray with you, okay? But I want you to come up. You can come up right now. Pastor Ed will come up and we'll, we'll pray for you. So right now, if you're not sure... If you'd like to get some oil, just stand up. Don't be bashful, because let me tell you, it's very embarrassing. It's a life-threatening to not have the oil when you need it. So come up right now, and the rest of us are going to put our heads down. We're going to pray for a second. Just come on up. Just come on up if you need to, absolutely. If there's children here that want to come up, you come up too. Very good. Hey, brother. Anybody else that needs to come up, you come on up right now. Just come on up and get your oil right here. We're going to pray for you. Amen. The Lord, anybody who names the name of the Lord, he will not forget them. 
before his father. Come on up. Just come on up right now and get your oil. Anybody else? Those of you who have your oil, you keep praying. Just keep your heads down and you keep praying right now. Anybody else who's not sure that they're going? This is your time to come forward. Lord, Mike, Pastor Mike, would you come up? Ed, would you pray for them, please? I'll do it right here. Lord, I just, uh, we just come before you right now, and, and man, I, what I'd like you to do is just repeat after me, mm-hmm. okay? Lord, uh, <clears throat> I realize I, I'm a sinner. Go ahead, repeat that. I realize I'm a sinner, and uh, Lord, I, I come to you, uh, and I'm trusting in, in, you, in you that have paid the price for my sins. Trust trusting in you that you've paid the price for my sins, okay? And Lord, uh, uh, I truly want to be at the, at, at, uh, in heaven with you. I truly want to be, be in heaven with you. Okay. And, and I just cast myself before your throne. And I just thank you for, for saving me. I thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. Okay. Praise your brother. All right. Good job. Good job. All right, everybody, you are dismissed, and hey, I want you to know the angels are celebrating in heaven. You are dismissed.